This is National Native News. I'm Art Hughes, in for Antonio Gonzalez. The U.S. Department of Interior released the government's first-ever attempt to quantify atrocities committed at federal boarding schools for more than a century and a half. Completed largely by indigenous staff members, the document released Wednesday acknowledges the boarding school's role in carrying out the official U.S. policies of dispossessing Native people of their land and driving out Native languages, cultures, and spirituality, primarily by forced assimilation of Native children. Interior Secretary Deb Holland, a member of Laguna Pueblo, ordered the report last July after revelations of unmarked graves, presumably of students, on the grounds of former residential schools in Canada. Holland says the report is the start of a path toward reconciliation. I come from ancestors who endured the horrors of the Indian boarding school assimilation policies carried out by the same department that I now lead. This department was responsible for operating what we now know to be 408 federal boarding schools across 37 states or then territories, including 21 schools in Alaska and seven schools in Hawaii. Now we are uniquely positioned to assist in the effort to recover the dark history of these institutions that have haunted our families for too long. Holland became emotional as she described the trajectory of her own life. Her grandparents were sent to boarding schools when they were eight years old, and now she is in a position to create what she hopes will be a foundational document for future healing. The fact that I am standing here today as the first Indigenous Cabinet Secretary is testament to the strength and determination of Native people. I am here because my ancestors persevered. I stand on the shoulders of my grandmother and my mother, and the work we will do with the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative will have a transformational impact on the generations who follow. The report is overseen by Deputy Assistant Secretary Brian Newland, who also fought back tears as he recounted the lost cultures, languages, and relatives, a trauma, he says, with echoes that continue to reverberate. This has left lasting scars for all Indigenous people. There's not a single American Indian Alaska Native or Native Hawaiian in this country whose life hasn't been affected by these schools. We haven't begun to explain the scope of this policy era until now. Newland says the pandemic hindered the department's ability to obtain documents needed for the report. He also says the inability of Congress to agree on anything more than a continuing budget resolution for much of the year limited the funds available. He recommends additional appropriation for research in the coming fiscal year. Looking ahead, interior officials say the report is the launch pad for renewed efforts aimed at, among other things, language and cultural revitalization. The first steps of many, they say, toward repairing an era of dehumanizing transgression. At the press conference, Deb Parker, the chief executive officer of the National Boarding School Healing Coalition, said the report reaffirms the stories all Native people grow up with. Our children had names. Our children had families. Our children had their own languages. Our children had their own regalia, prayers, and religion before Indian boarding schools violently took them away. Secretary Holland says she will now embark on a year-long listening tour of the country to, in her words, elevate survivors and give them opportunities to share the stories and build a permanent oral history. She says it is her responsibility and legacy as a Pueblo woman to do so. With National Native News, I'm Art Hughes. 
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by the American Indian Higher Education Consortium, working to ensure tribal colleges and universities are included in our higher education system. Information on 37 tribal colleges and universities at AIHEC.org. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.